now with the power frequencies. And my wife and I, Adina, are so delighted to have you on, Jonathan and Helena. We look forward to getting started right after this. Welcome to Kingdom Talks, where we engage leaders, teachers, creative artists, and everyday people in conversations that awaken listeners to new revelations uh-huh. of the Kingdom Age. All of our courses, community conversations, partnership links, and much more can be found on our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com. Now, enjoy the show. All right. Well, again, we're excited to have Jonathan and Elena Cavan on with us. Uh, so delighted. It's always a pleasure to have you on. And, you know, Jonathan, you and I talk quite a bit in between sessions and just building a relationship there that I've really enjoyed. But today we're going to get into the power of frequencies. And I know that actually Adina and Elena and you guys have been talking a little bit about this already. So I'm going to let you guys kind of jump in and I'll just bring my questions whenever I have one. And I really appreciate <laughs> you both and your heart for, for research and for discernment. Because a lot of these things, you know, wow, it sounds good. Let's just try it and, and so on. And so I appreciate the time and effort you guys have put into a lot of research, that yeah. research and discernment. And we are excited to hear what you have to say. Um, well, thank you. you. We, wouldn't, we wouldn't be live busters if we did not concern ourselves with getting to the bottom of things and finding truth. And, you know, God's given Jonathan this special gift where when he smells a bone, he will dig and dig and dig and dig and dig as <laughs> told of that bone. And when the Holy Spirit gives him the sniff, man, he is away. You know, I can barely drag him in for meals, you know. <laughs> He's just digging away. But, you know, the good thing is that when we land on something, we know it's from God. Yeah, that's so, good. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And deadlines are great for research, otherwise you can go on forever. So, you know, having a deadline <laughs> of <forcing people> stop. <laughs> I just wanted to say before we kick off, the hat that we're wearing today, although Elaine has mentioned live busters, is probably the other hat that we wear, or particularly Elena, because um, you guys know, but your listeners, your viewers may not know that we also operate a residential detox retreat center called the Milestone Detox. And we're really excited about it. Elaine's been running that and leading that for five years. And it's through that experience that we have investigated, explored, and used different types of methodologies, uh, modalities, practitioners, and technologies. (laughs) Um, So, Edina, is there anything you'd like to kick off with before we, we get going? I would just go ahead and, and launch into what's on your heart. Well, I just, if, I, if you don't mind, I'm just going to share a real basic, simple principle. The reason that I'm even interested in frequencies, and I've said this before on the shows, but, uh, you know, Einstein said e, e equals MC squared. He came up with that formula that basically matter, matter is, is, or yeah, all matter is energy. It's, uh, you know, so when we take that into consideration, then all energy has a frequency of some sort everything so i mean everything that we engage with in the earth realm has a frequency including our bodies and so if that's the case then just knowing that that makes me interested in frequencies the power of frequencies and we've heard you know of all these different stories you know some of them real some of them not 
but of what frequencies can do to the body. And we see it in water. We see it in, um, you know, some cymatic uh, videos that I've looked at. Anyway, it's really powerful. So it definitely is something worth looking into. And you guys have done a lot of research. So we'd love to hear what you have to bring to the table. I love your level of engagement. And I can tell someone who's engaged that they always anticipate my next slide. My first slide I'm going to show you is a picture of Einstein. So oh. we're on... We're that's on interesting. The same, we're on the same wavelength. Oh. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm going to kick off just by sharing some background of the research we've done, okay. and then we can just open up to a discussion. And Sounds I have good. to say that whilst we might share our position, it's really because of where we're at with God and the journey that we're on and the sphere of influence that He has given us. Now, that doesn't mean that our position has to be anybody else's position. That's good. That's good. So, it, you know, every, we, other folks might feel that where they're at, God is blessing them to do something that might not be for us, and we're okay with that. So I just want That's to put good. that out. Appreciate it. Like that. Okay, so I'm going to share my screen. I'm just going <laughs> There you go. Um, just waiting for it to load. Oh, I'm already having, I'm not sure there's something to say, but let's just talk about frequency then. I think more and more of us as believers are becoming familiar with the concept of quantum physics. And what quantum physics has done scientifically scientifically is demonstrated that we are both particles and light waves. And that's now irrefutable. Whilst it's hard for me to get my head around that, <laughs> no scientist disagrees with it, you know? And I disagree with a lot of scientists, but in this instance, I, I think I do agree. So if we are physical matter, which of course is easy to believe, but we are also um, light waves, then that opens up the possibility of other dimensions. So for us as spiritual believers or mystical believers, that's really exciting because it means that science is beginning to help us understand the, the, super, yeah, the yeah. supernatural realm. Mm. Um, so if we are light waves and if, if everything is a light wave, um, waves have frequency they all have frequency and at that point when i discovered that to me frequency suddenly became really important i read a book i read a book by bill johnson's assistant called the physics of heaven yeah there you go and then there was another one called quantum glory by this australian dude it's about 400 pages long and i'm very proud to say i've got the book but i didn't get past page about 25 because <laughs> any book any book that's got more too many pages is a bit of a struggle for me all right so einstein um not only did he come up with the equation that you mentioned the relationship
but we know, don't we, instinctively, um, we say, oh, that person's got a good vibe, or we're on the same wavelength. Um, no, instinctively, innately, we have these feelings. And when you go into um, a neighborhood which might be depressed and run down, you can feel the oppression. You go into a worshiping community, you can feel the glory, you know, the glory cloud that is a frequency. So, um, oh, I believe it's more than a maybe. I think it's a definite. I think the highest frequency is God's love. I mean, even Jesus is a frequency, right? Um, he's the father of lights. Jesus is the son of God. Um, in First John, we read that and um, he became flesh and dwelt amongst us. So um, anyway, let's move on. Uh, I'm gonna be talking about frequency technologies because there's some really exciting technology that is becoming mainstream. And there is a particular device, I'll, I'll name it called the Healy device, which a lot of people are really excited about why? Because it's usable, it's accessible, it's somewhat affordable, although it's actually quite expensive for most people. But it has, um, it, it claims to be doing a lot. <laughs> um, and a lot of people are jumping on board with it. It also has a multi-level marketing sales platform, uh, which for some of us may or may not be a bit of a red flag, but it does mean it is getting out there very quickly and there's a lot of noise about it. So I just wanted to share some of the foundations of frequency medicine, if I may. Um, this guy, this dude here sitting down, he's called Albert Abrams from San Francisco. He went over and started in Germany and he came up with this thing called radionics. And a lot of the modern devices are called or are, can be known as radionic devices. Or radionic technology. Yeah. but. This sounds a little bit weird. Can you see he's he's got this this little tapper thing on this guy's tummy? Yeah. And as a doctor, he's trying to diagnose the ailment by listening to the thud as he hits his tappy thing on this guy's tummy. Huh. Um, and believe it or not, that's how they used to diagnose people. Uh, Interesting. And depending on the type of thud would determine what the ailment was and which part of the body it was. Hmm. And he, he became quite popular, so much so that some sick people couldn't get to him. So he needed to develop a way of treating them remotely. And of course, one could be cynical and say, well, that's a business opportunity. But what he did, he got someone who's standing there um, who didn't necessarily have to be the sick person. Mm -hmm. It's like you could get someone to stand as a witness. So you could have a healthy person stand there, but that healthy person will be holding a vial of the sick person's blood. So what that means, if I'm the practitioner and Gil, you've got an issue, you just send me a vial of your blood. <coughs> I'll give it to Elena, she'll stand there and hold it. And I'll tap her, tap, <coughs> I'll tap her tummy. And that will tell me what's wrong with you, Gil. Or <clears throat> hair. Yeah. So, so I, I'm not meaning to throw monkey wrenches and things, but I got questions that I'm sure other people that are watching would have questions as well. Go for it. My thought is 
I, I absolutely believe that they're, you know, the frequencies are there. We have, um, uh, we, we've got a lot to learn about them. But I guess there's a part of me too that also thinks, but everything has its limitations or everything has, you know, its lane. You know, you know we, we can't take, um, uh, you know, uh, and I can't think of a good analogy at the moment, but, you know, we, we can't take, well, it's like um, if, if someone's um, uh, uh, a carpenter, you know, that, that, that old analogy, you know, every, uh, everything's, a, everything's an, if, it, if it's a nail, I can't remember the analogy. You know, if you got a hammer, it's like everything's a nail and you want to just hit it. Yeah. And it's like it, it, you want to try to apply it to everything when it doesn't necessarily apply to everything. Um, now, I say that, and even though I say that, I'm thinking, uh, you know, everything, though, is made of a frequency. But does it have its limitations in how we actually can uh, engage with it and, um, you know, uh, you know, do what this guy's doing here or what you were talking about, you know, having a, you know, person's blood, you know, blood in a vial and, and being able to, yeah. you know, connect that way. And I believe in the quantum entanglement. I just don't know how it all works. And are we all trying right, yeah. to take it too I, far? That was a little bit of a convoluted question. And the reason yeah. is because it's not straightforward. Yeah. It's not yeah. straightforward <laughs> because you've got the convergence of quantum physics and quantum entanglement, which does allow for remote um, rotation of electrons in the quantum field, which Einstein spoke about. He called it spooky action. And yes, physics, exactly. Yeah. And we call it quantum entanglement. And that's a thing. Right. But then you've got um, the radionics folks who were involved with people like Alice Bailey and Madame Blavatsky, who were also what we as believers might call occultists. And yeah. they used things like pendulums to do dowsing uh, or, or divination. Mm -hmm. So that, this is where I think the discernment of the Lord is so, so important. And as we move through this presentation, you're going to see a mixture of what I believe is solid and what I feel is flaky and what do we make of it. Yeah. And that's good. I, I appreciate that because... Uh, you know, again, uh, just because we're talking about frequencies, uh, and, and this is one area where, like I said, is well, maybe frequencies do have an answer to just about everything because everything is made of a frequency. So, um, do you, but do that doesn't that apply to everything in all 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 genres of our our conversations with um, you know different things that we talk about. But frequencies, there might be a little bit more application. In fact, it probably is a whole lot more application. So, well, continue. Well, by their fruit, you will know them. Yeah. So uh, we could say by their frequency, we will know them. I like that. But, but what we have to do is go into history and find out where the frequencies or the numbers for the frequencies came from. So yeah. if you just watch this story unfold, it's a very fascinating story. All right, so uh, let, let me get on. So this okay. guy uh, wanted to treat people remotely because it would obviously expand his business. Now, I don't mean to be cynical, um, but he thought, well, how can I do that? So um, he developed this black box, and inside it is circuitry, and on the top are dials, and he would put in rates. He didn't call them frequencies. He called them rates, and these rates would be to treat specific ailments. And this 
black box would transmit the radionic rates to you, Gil, in Colorado, from me in, uh, in the UK, and it would treat you, okay? Um, now, he, he sold these boxes, well, he rented these boxes. Um, the upfront payment was $100 and $5 per month thereafter. He had 3,500 practitioners by the 19, early 1920s. Wow. Um, but the part of the contract is you can't open the box. Now, when they did open the box, they found that actually the circuitry didn't do anything. <laughs> and, uh, and what was really important was the power of intention of the practitioner. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so again, it's like, all right. And if you go to radionics.us or in this country, the Radionics Society in the UK, they say that the black box and the rates are there to help focus the intention of the practitioner and aren't necessary. Now, I'm not sure if that's just an escape clause because they found out the black box didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know where I'm going with this. Now, we do know that the power of intention is very powerful. Yeah. Because Jesus, when he met with the Roman centurion, and the Roman centurion said, um, just command that my my yeah. person and my person will be made well. Absolutely, and Jesus yeah. was so blown away because he's like, wow, I have never met anyone who has such strong faith. Well, faith is another word for intention. Mm -hmm. Someone mm -hmm. who has got such a high degree of intention, but Jesus correlated that high degree of intention with authority. Yes. So this point comes through very important. We have to know our authority in Christ, and that is correlated to the strength of our intention. Now, if that is in the kingdom of light, that is also true in the kingdom of darkness. Yes. That's a very yeah. important point to make. Carry on, John. Yeah. So the power of intention, I don't know if anyone saw my Sacred Cows Part 1, but it was all about power of intention. Know, in, yeah. in a biblical sense, in a godly sense. So, hey, it could be that this guy was very confused with his pendulum in his box, but he had such a strong power of intention to heal people remotely, maybe they got healed. And if they Absolutely, believe, yeah. That I do, I, I can box, relate to that. I can believe that. Yeah. That's good. If, if they go. believe that his box could heal them, their power of belief to a certain level would be strong enough for them to be healed, but our concern. Okay, well, let, let's push on. Well, you know, realize... having said that, I, I will share something. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and I haven't shared this before, but apparently, and I don't remember because I was too young, but apparently when I was very young, uh, I would get bloody noses. And and I, I do remember getting bloody noses as a kid. And for whatever reason, I, you know, they were hard to stop and it, they would go on and on. And so somehow, I, I guess my mom got connected with somebody and she would call this person on the phone and this person would with intent now whether dark or light i don't yeah. know but with intent she would begin to engage with me and my bloody noses would stop so yeah. thankfully i've got jesus in me and i am because he is in me i am the light of the world because he is the light of the world uh so that's all been cleansed but that's i think an example of that intention where, you know, whoever she was, she was doing something good for me at the time in terms yeah. of stopping my, my, my bleeding. Even though the source may not have been. Even though the source may not have been so kosher. 
And it's not overly complicated. I mean, if you're determined to do something, you will do it. That's the power of intention. If you don't really care, it's not going to happen. Right? Yeah. If yeah. You and you plan to fail. Hey, I'm going to move on. Otherwise, we're going to get stuck here. The Egyptians were into dowsing. The little guy on the right there has got a dowsing rod. And um, if you look at radionics and the history of it, they do kind of go back to ancient Babylon, China, and Egypt for some of their inspiration. But then we do read, and I wonder if you might read this, Elena, from Deuteronomy. Yeah, Deuteronomy 18, 10 to 13, it says, Let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft or casts spells or who is a medium or a spiritist or who consults the dead anyone who does these things is detestable to the lord because of these same detestable practices the lord your god will drive out those nations before you you must be blameless before the lord your god now, that's a verse that a lot of people use with a lot of the things that are going on in this movement right now. So go ahead. I want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> We're going. We're going. Uh, all right. Now, this guy, Royal Raymond Rife. Now, I feel quite warm to this man mm -hmm. for a number of reasons. One, because he worked really, really hard and he was passionate. So for those of you who have not heard of Royal Raymond Rife, you might have heard of a Rife machine. Yeah. But this is the founder. He lived, his peak was in the 1920s and 30s. And he was a genius, a multidisciplinary genius. In other words, he wasn't a scientist stuck in a silo of biology or physics or chemistry. He kind of did a bit of everything. And he had a, a sponsor who believed in him, who gave him a lot of money to do his research. And what he did was he built this uh, microscope. And this microscope, you can see, could magnify 50,000 times. Wow. And it's the power of frequency because what he did, he separated the light waves into different bands or frequencies. And at different band or frequency of light waves, he could see pathogens, which are effectively little bugs, you know, um, microorganisms, viruses, bacteria, etc. And whilst he, he could see the, now an electron microscope today can only magnify about 20,000 times, but it can only look at dead matter. So this was way, way, way advanced for his time. Because it was 50,000, yeah. he was able to look at living matter. Yeah. So what he wow. did, he would get a pathogen, let's say a virus, look underneath his microscope, and then he got a frequency oscillator and he would beam a frequency sound and he would look down his microscope and he would turn the dial of the frequency until this physical thing, the, the cell, the microorganism, would vibrate and pop. And what we're talking about here is resonance. Yes. Yeah. So as the, as the opera singer sings to the wine glass, it will right. shatter when the frequency is the same. It comes into resonance because they both have the same wave and when you have had the same waves overlaying, they double their amplitude and the physical structure couldn't hold that wave, so it pops. So he identified that he could kill microorganisms or pathogens with frequency. Which makes sense, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, to me, I'm okay with that. Now, this yeah. this man, you can Google YouTube him. I mean, if you go to Wikipedia, you're going to get all the all the hate speech. You know, there's a lot out there that this is him. But Wikipedia. You, you can actually listen to him speaking. There's a 40 minute audio and you can just feel the sincerity of the man. But he would look down his microscope for 20 hours a day and he identified 1700 frequencies and they would be the MORs, the mortation oscillation rates, which is what is the frequency that would pop that this virus. virus or that virus or that bacteria. And he would only record the frequency after he had repeated each one 10 times. So he was a very thorough man and bless him. Very scientific. Um, and he went blind in the process. Um, but what's really scary about it, at the peak, he thought, well, let's try and identify cancer. And he started treating people with cancer. And of course, I'm not allowed to say that you can cure people with cancer. But what people did um, around him was say, let's do a test. So they got the top eight um, oncologists, cancer uh, specialist doctors from around America, plus the top eight um, uh, professors from universities, brought them to a neutral location, which was this big lady, this is lady's estate, her ranch, I think, in California. And, he, and they told each person to bring a terminally ill cancer patient. And every single one of them were, was treated uh, with his plasma device emitting the frequency to blitz the cancer and 14 out of 16 got healed within 70 days and the other two after 90 days and this was this then got attention yes yeah um, it, wow. it got so much attention that the ama the american medical association under the pressure of the pharmaceutical companies um basically put him out of business uh. they they burned out. They, they, his, his funder was poisoned within a couple of months. His um, laboratory was burned down, and all of his supporters and practitioners and devices were declared illegal. Um, and he sadly died fighting court cases. Um, but anyway, wow. that wow. was how. Well, you know, this is very fascinating. I think we're just getting into the real meat of all this. Um, but believe it or not, we're coming up on half an hour, so we're going to have to be wrapping this section up. So this is this is part one, and I just want to say to everybody, uh, you know, if you're watching this and you want to see the rest, I would encourage you to go ahead and look for part two, which uh, we will be playing tomorrow. So be ready to uh, catch part two. And again, Jonathan, Elena, I, this kind of, it feels like an abrupt end, but uh, we're going to go ahead and... and cliffhanger. <laughs> cliffhanger, right here. So... Um, Thank you so much. We will be back again. You can see part two tomorrow, and we encourage you to watch for that. Blessings, everyone. We'll talk to you later. Thank you for taking time out to listen to Kingdom Talks. You can find out more about Kingdom Talks Media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at kingdomtalksmedia.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets, as well as fantastic online courses and conferences, including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact. And last but not least, 
we ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website. Thank you, and until next time, live a blessed life and keep carrying us in your heart and sharing us wherever hearts are open.